Welcome back. I am your host, Julia Warden, and today we are interviewing Cheyenne Stewart. Hi, everyone. Hi, Cheyenne. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, we're really looking forward to hearing about your experiences in Dublin and what it was like for you. Could you start off by giving us just a little Notre Dame introduction? Of course. So I am Cheyenne Stewart. I am a sophomore studying neuroscience and behavior with a minor in Italian studies. Um, on campus, I live in Mithlin Hall, but I'm originally from Hungary and I now live in Terre Haute, Indiana, which is about three and a half uh, hours from campus. Okay, wow. So you said you're from Hungary. Where in Hungary are you from? I'm from a small little town, um, like two hours from Budapest. So I'm no nowhere near the city, mm -hmm. um, closer to the Croatian border. Okay, I'm, I'm Croatian. Oh, no way. Yeah, yes. I love driving over. I'm like 40 minutes from the border. Okay, very nice. Funny coincidence. And so you said you're studying neuroscience. That's very impressive. Yeah, it's, it's a tough load, but now as a sophomore, I love actually like being in those neuro classes and not just all the gen eds. So it's great. Very nice. So could you tell me a little bit more just to start on why you chose the program you did for study abroad and what the classes were like? Just an overview. I spent a lot of time looking into all of the different summer programs that Notre Dame International offered. I looked at of course, the destination and the classes that were offered, but also really like the amenities that were provided and what type of experiences that were involved in the program as well. So one thing that I loved about the Dublin program is that the housing accommodations were really top tier and that I knew that I would have my own space and that like even while we were traveling to different spaces that um, we would have the best accommodations provided. And we were able to live in three different places, one week at the Kylemore Abbey, four weeks in Dublin, and then one week in um, Sligo, which is on the northern side of Ireland. Mm -hmm. um, so I really love that we weren't just stagnant in one city um, and that we could really experience a lot of Ireland. And besides that, I love that there were so many different things offered for the program like travel within Ireland. So almost every day we had some sort of activity provided by the program that we were like shuttled to or we rode the bus a few hours um, to a different location. And so it's not that we had to do all of the discovery of Ireland on our own too. So I love that program for that. Wow, that sounds like such an amazing experience that you had in Dublin and Ireland as a whole. And so could you repeat, uh, how long exactly were you in Ireland? I was in Ireland for six weeks. For six weeks. Wow. So you must have really seen a lot. And so it sounds like you've been to so many different places, you know, from the west to the east and, you know, the north and south a little bit. Uh, do you have one place that is your favorite or that stood out to you in terms of the experience or anything? I think even though I love spending time in Dublin, that first week in the Kylemore Abbey was probably the most memorable for me. Um, because it's such a secluded area we're like in between mountains and um, it was just such a beautiful area then 
it was so nice to have a peaceful start to the program and it was just like a week long of lots of hikes and lots of outdoor activities that we really got to know all of our um, peers at because a lot of people didn't know each other so I think it was the perfect setting to foster a good community between the group. Okay, really nice. I've heard so many great things about the Kyle Moore Abbey, and I've seen it in pictures. It looks really beautiful. Could you tell us a little bit more about what it's like to be there and to live there? Because I know that's so unique and so special that Notre Dame has that property for study abroad. And I'm really curious more about that. Yeah, so I was so amazed when we first arrived at the Kyle Moore Abbey. Like, you're driving in between mountains and like you have to stop on the side of the road because there are goats and and sheep just hurrying along. Um, So you're really just in rural Ireland and then you're driving up to the abbey and like you see it's like this gorgeous, gorgeous gray castle that is just like sitting by a pond. So it's really just a perfect postcard worthy scenery Um, And just living there is really nice because, as I said, it's really peaceful and you have time to just go on a walk or or, um, go around the area. And they have a beautiful flower garden. It's a huge property, actually, and we got a day to just fully explore it. Of course, we weren't in the actual abbey because it's a tourist location. So like it's set up to be a museum, but there's a building that's adjoined to the abbey and that's where like we slept, ate, and had our classes. Really nice. Thank you so much for sharing that. That sounds amazing. I'm curious a little bit more about what the living situation was like in the Kylemore Abbey and just generally around Ireland. So for the first week in the Kylemore Abbey, we had two to three roommates and it was a wonderful area. Kind of like all of our things were in that one building. Like we had on the first floor, like a, a lounge area um, with some snacks. And then we had all the rooms and then some other rooms on the second floor. We had like a beautiful modern classroom on the second floor as well. And then um, all amazing dining options. Um, we had a wonderful like manager there. His name was Philippe. He was a wonderful guy. And the food that was offered there was just beautifully prepared. In Dublin, we actually each had our own rooms and we were living in a flat style apartment um, dormitory area of UCD. And so it was nice that like you got your own room, your own shower, which is like something super unique to have for a summer program. You could have like anywhere from five to 12 students in one flat area. So you could share one to two kitchens as well laundry services were around the corner and there was a little convenience store right next to our dorm so it was all a wonderful area as well and then our final week in Sligo it was in a hotel so we just had like one or two roommates as well there and it was awesome to have that experience as well. Okay nice it sounds like it was all really well organized and that no matter where you were you were always somewhere that was comfortable and safe and while hearing that at UCD in Dublin you got your own rooms that sounds like a pretty young area around UCD so that sounds like it's a lot of fun. So I have to ask I have to know about the classes so could you tell me a little bit more about what you took how that was what it was like balancing traveling in Ireland and experiencing Ireland with your courses? Yeah, so 
thankfully all of us took the same theology course and then a history of Ireland course. So it was our Theo 2 credit and a liberal arts credit. Um, so it was nice to get some core requirements out of the way. Um, we had a wonder, we had two wonderful professors teaching the courses and it was nice to really have, even with our theology course, a lot of things ingrained from Ireland interweaved into our class as well. So it's not just that we were learning a typical like theology two material, but it was really centered around Irish beliefs and, and Irish values. And then we had a history of Ireland course uh, for which we sometimes even um, did a little day trip for. So we went to Belfast, Ireland in Northern Ireland and kind of got to hear about the history between the like, conflicts of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Um, so it was really wonderful to like, see it firsthand rather than just like doing a reading or having a lecture over some of those topics. Mm -hmm, gotcha. It sounds like your experience in those two classes were really enhanced by being there in person. You gained something that you wouldn't necessarily gain from hearing somebody else talk about that. So that's really cool. And those are such interesting topics for the Theo 2 and for the liberal arts requirement. What was the homework typically like in these classes? So every week we had normally one essay for each class. It was really reflective and so each week especially for our history class we kind of had an essay regarding whatever topics we were talking about that week and then in our theo class more diving deep so we had to look into the dublin community and things like that we were really there to be with those professors and not just kind of there as students and a professor but as peers and, and colleagues Sounds like a really great camaraderie you had uh, with the professors and everyone else. And I mean, if you're all living together and you're sharing kitchens and everything, that's a really great way to get to know people, I'm sure. Could you tell us a little bit more about the professors and the staff? Were they from Notre Dame in the U.S., at least some of them, or were some of them from Ireland? Yeah, so we um, both of our professors were named Kevin. So one way we distinguished between them was for our Theo class, we had Father Kevin, um, which he is a priest. Mm -hmm. And then we had Uncle Kevin because he for our um, history class because he was just so family oriented. It felt really like you were just talking to an older uncle. One of them, Father Kevin, was from Notre Dame. Uncle Kevin was from Ireland, which was great because then he could really give us true Irish facts um, as an Irish man. And then um, most of the staff there was actually from Ireland, with a few people here or there from the States. Okay, nice. It's really nice to hear that through the program, they're emphasizing getting to know people from Ireland, but also having those comforts of people from Notre Dame and who, I guess, know what it's like here and can help in those little places that we need. So did you spend your entire six weeks in Ireland or did you have any chance to travel somewhere else if you got a cheap plane ticket or even return to Hungary? Yeah, so I was, um, we, the program offers two weekends of independent travel. So during the first weekend, which was a longer one than the second one, I actually went back to Hungary to visit some family and friends. Um, and it was wonderful to see them, but of course, Three or four days is no time um, compared to a few weeks there. Mm. Um, 
And then for the second weekend, I just stayed in Dublin because we only got Friday off, I think. So we didn't really have as much time to go explore a new area. And a lot of people decided to do the same thing. And I know some other programs in Europe or other locations have more flexible schedules. But because the Dublin itinerary was just so jam-packed with activities, some people just kind of wanted to take a breather for that second weekend because we we had an activity almost every single day. Um, and so it was nice to just kind of stay put and sleep in for a little bit. It's nice that they really schedule things so that you have that and you know that you're going to get to be able to travel to some of these places in Ireland that are maybe a little out of the way uh, or difficult to get to on your own, but then you also have that freedom and independence to do what you want a little bit too. And just out of curiosity, when you're going back home to your family in Hungary, where do you fly into? I fly into Budapest, and then I either take the train to a local town like 10 minutes away from my house or my mom my mom was there already in Hungary so she came and picked me up from the airport and sometimes my grandparents okay I'm sure that's not super easy to get to from Dublin but at least the nice thing about Dublin is that it seems like it has a big airport seems like there's many connections coming through different continents and there's a lot of flights so hopefully there's you know some options there if any listeners want to travel around Europe or anywhere else you might be able to find some good deals yeah I know a lot of people travel to London um, Scotland Um, a lot of people went to Barcelona for the long weekend when I went to Hungary Mm. Um, and so um, some people I think also went to uh, Paris visiting their friends who are studying abroad there So it's really nice to have the Dublin airport be so open to international travel. And it's also really nice because if you are um, traveling with a one-way flight to the U.S., then you can actually go through U.S. customs um, at the Dublin airport, which is one of the very few places that I think in the world you can do that. And so once you get back to the States, you don't have to wait in that super long line. Wow, that is amazing. I didn't know about that. Wow, definitely want to go to Dublin sometime soon. And I think many people can agree that that is a huge plus. So I'm liking this Ireland study abroad program more and more, the more and more I'm hearing about this. It sounds like everything that you've told me so far is perfect. I'm sure there's things that you encountered in Dublin or in Ireland anywhere that you perhaps didn't think of before the program. And so is there anything that you want to share with our listeners that you didn't expect in Ireland that you think that people should consider or things that they should think about if they're thinking that Dublin might be the program for them? So one thing to keep in mind, of course, is that you're going to a city in Europe and it's a pretty hustle bustle city when you go more downtown. But one thing to keep in mind is that you can keep the costs lower, but it is a fairly expensive city. There are many ways that you can decrease your costs, like going to the grocery store and cooking for yourself or just not having sit down dinners every night. But some people came to the realization after like one or two weeks in Dublin, how expensive it was starting to get. And then also just kind of what I already touched upon of how busy the schedule in Dublin is and Ireland in general it is kind of the most intensive programs so if you don't really like hiking for multiple hours at a time 
multiple days a week. You might want to reconsider if you want to do that program or a different one that's more relaxed. Like I know my friend who went to the London engineering program, she had two to three activities a week and very few of them were involving hiking, but ours were almost six to seven days a week with two or three of them at least being hiking and not just like a one hour hike, but like a, a three to four to five hour hike. So um, that's definitely something to keep in mind if you're not, if you may have have had a surgery or if you have any injuries or disabilities or anything like that, then one thing to keep in mind. Okay, that's really interesting. That's something I had considered about the Dublin program. And so what exactly would the hikes consist of? Tell us a little more. The majority of the hikes were like rugged hills. And like you do make four or five big hikes that take the majority of the day. You're not like climbing a mountain per se, like with your hands or anything like that. You don't need like special equipment, but it's just strenuous uphill for, of course, like the first half that you're going up. And so if you like to take it slower, it's also a little bit difficult because, of course, the group has to go and stick together. And a lot of the times we would have someone leading the group and um, like you'd be going pretty fast, which like for the most strenuous hikes, they would, of course, take more breaks every so often. But they were pretty fast paced hikes, too. And so also one other thing I was curious about, you took a theology class in Ireland. I was wondering, what is it like to have mass abroad? What is the religious aspect of the Dublin experience for somebody who is or who is not religious? Of course, we had optional mass every Sunday. And so when we were at the Kylemore Abbey, they had a beautiful chapel at which we had our first mass together. And then in Dublin, you have the option option to kind of have a smaller mass with the professor there so father kevin held mass or you could go to like a local chapel if it was time for that but sometimes like you had to kind of coordinate around what the schedule was for the day in sligo in our final week we had mass at that like hotel conference room that um we had for our group okay nice nice Is there anything you would like to share that perhaps we didn't touch on before? I think one thing to keep in mind, especially for this Dublin experience, is that it's okay to ask to take breaks. Um, So if you do end up going to this and if you're starting to feel tired or maybe like if you're an introvert, then um, wanting to have more time and space for yourself, then I think it's completely fine to express those feelings. Um, And then your leaders will probably understand and will try to make it work for you. We had one day where we had a big scavenger hunt, finding different locations all around the city. And so it was more like a go, go, go type of experience. Like, let's get here. Let's get there. The winning team would get um, part of their dinner paid for. It was like a really cool deal that our program was offering. But that was like really the only time that we were sent off to the city of Dublin. Any other dinners or like events that you would go to were kind of on your own Um, and one thing that I did on that weekend that I ended up staying in Dublin was I just kind of walked around on my own and as a female I can say that it's very safe it's very doable 
-hmm. the transportation system is fairly easy to manage of course it's transportation system so like not everything will be on time Mm -hmm. um but that's just kind of what you have to deal with in a city but like I felt really safe to do that and when I got to just kind of walk around on my own that's when I felt like oh wow the city really is really nice and really walkable really manageable Mm -hmm. when you if you do go to Dublin then take that time for yourself or even with a small group to go explore because every other time we were with a group of like five to ten or even more students feel free to take that time to just see what you want to see and feel like you got whatever you wanted out of this experience. It sounds interesting that you have this dynamic between the free time and then also mostly the scheduled activities. And so both are probably good in different ways. It sounds like you really valued that independent time. And when you had that, what is the main thing that you enjoyed doing? Anytime I go to a big city, I actually look up a Hungarian store. So there was actually a Hungarian store there in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And it was in a place that like no one, like we hadn't really explored yet. But it was still like, of course, safe, just a quieter part of the city. I actually love that part. Um, not just like for the experience with the Hungarian store, because they were awesome, really inviting. And I got to speak Hungarian with um, the owners. But it was just nice to go to a place that you wouldn't think to explore because it just didn't have the big touristy attractions. So like once you get those big touristy attractions over with, seeing all of those places, then like take the time to just walk around the places that you normally wouldn't visit. Because that's how you can really say that you like lived in a city of Mm -hmm. Dublin or like another international city for a few weeks. Because if you can really only repeat back of like those big touristy things, then it doesn't like feel that you like live there or experience what life there was actually like. And a lot of people ended up going just for like a calmer afternoon activity to a pub or a small like restaurant there because it was just a way for, and it's part of Irish culture to just kind of sit around and have a chat after work. And so I know even a lot of people in the internship program just kind of sat down and had like an afternoon debrief Mm -hmm. um, at a small restaurant or a pub. Like channeling those day-to-day life um, activities of a regular Irish person was also really great. That sounds like it was a really valuable experience, you know, being able to walk around on your own and even find, you know, a little bit of your own community. I suppose to wrap this podcast episode The best thing to ask you about now is what your experience studying abroad in Ireland has done to strengthen your ties to the Notre Dame community with the students that you met there, the professors from Notre Dame there, and what it means to you to be able to study abroad in Ireland at a school that is the Fighting Irish. I mean, what can be more Irish than going to Ireland with the Fighting Irish? So it was really cool to have that experience. With the students, it's so nice that I get to walk around campus and see like 30 other people around and smile and wave to them um, or even like get a meal with them who I would normally wouldn't have ever even encountered because we take such different classes. So it's nice to branch out and in- increase my network as well. And just simply by going to Ireland, I just kind of learned 
more of like the non um other type of language um, like foreign language type of country lifestyles because we were speaking English so it was like such a good balance especially if someone might not be comfortable going to another country that would have a language barrier and so it was a great way to not have that additional stressor there but it just kind of encouraged me that I can study abroad again in the future. And so like I applied for more programs for um, this coming year. And so I'm hoping to even like dive into another type of culture just because I had a great time in Dublin. That is amazing. And Cheyenne, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. I'm sure the viewers are going to love this episode. You provided some really awesome insights. Thank you, Julia. It was great sharing my experiences.